Hey friends, I go by Chavid Dang. Yo fam, I'm Dine Peace. You're listening to Sit Down, Be Hungry. If it ain't shavu, we ain't hot potting. Welcome to Sit Down, Be Hungry, episode 7. In this episode, we talk about my trip to the UK, Dine Peace's hatred of the Instant Pot. Instant shit. <laughs> we got some juicy bits for you, including Paris's first nude restaurant, and we got a controversial sauce on you with Burrito Bon Vivant, Julie Dragon. Episode 7, let's get it. Yeah, yeah. Holla, bitch, sit down. Be hungry. Holla, bitch, sit down. Be hungry. Welcome to episode seven of Sit Down, Be Hungry. It's Chavid Dang over here. Hey, Palzones and Palomaris, it's <laughs> Dine Peace. What up? Well, I just got back from the UK, a little sick, but I'm, I'm working on it. Shout out to uh, my friends I meet up with over there. Shout out to Eddie, Karin, Nino, Joe, any other homies listening. It was a good time. I just looked at our stats page on SoundCloud for the first time, and shout out to our Finnish listeners and our Japanese listeners. Yeah. I appreciate you. Yeah, we appreciate you guys. Um, so I know when I travel, I always miss Asian food. Did you run no. across that at all? So for the listeners, I went to the UK for a week. You we were listening last show, the Drake episode. I was mainly in three towns. I was in Manchester, in Brighton, and in London. One of my favorite Asian dishes I had was in Manchester. In Chinatown, there's a cafe called Siam Smiles. Found the place through random various internet things, but um, the cook there, she was like all self-taught from YouTube. That's crazy. I had some roast duck with egg noodles in a broth, and it was really good. Yeah. The broth had a lot of dense flavor and a lot of rich flavor packed into it, which I wasn't I wasn't sure to expect with such a light looking broth, but it packed a lot of flavor, um, some a lot of complexity too. So I don't even know how long it was going for or what else was in there, but it had a it was really strong. So I saw you got to eat at St. John. Yeah. And it's so funny because I just so I, I just finished watching the current season of Mind of a Chef. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I cool. Yeah. <laughs> so St. John was a restaurant that was on my list for years. I've been to the UK a few times, and um, this was the, finally the trip where I had the time to go. Um, I had enough people that were down to go because, you know, you want to order everything and share with people. That way you can get more stuff. Um, I gotta say, lived up to the hype and then some. It was one of I I might have to put up one of my favorite meals ever. Really? Yeah. Like what um what was like the best dish? Okay, it was a tie between two things. Um, I probably I don't know if I'll go into everything because we got like half the menu when we went. <laughs> I went with four people. Nice. Um, it's either a tie between this like braised lamb tongue with oh, kale what? and parsnips. It was really salty, but in a not annoying way, like packed with flavor, really tender. Um, I, I don't know actually how often I've had lamb tongue. I eat beef tongue all the time. I've like never had big, lamb tongue before. Big fan of lingua. Yeah, perfect texture. We love lingua at Sit Down Be Hungry. We do. <laughs> yeah, we're both enthusiasts of that meat. So to have it from another animal that I don't normally get it from was fantastic, which is also kind of what St. John's known for. Was it um, same same texture as what we know yeah, of lingua? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, cool. it's very similar. Maybe even a little less chewy, even okay. more tender, which I don't know if that attributes to the fact that it is lamb tongue versus beef tongue yeah. or if it's the cooking method. The cooking method. But was it's it gamey at all? No, it was just like harmoniously savory, like just really rich. Um, no gaminess at all. Like not like normal lamb meat, which I still enjoy myself too. I mean, I'm totally cool with the game gaminess. Like, yeah. if you're like, oh, if gamey, I'm like, I like it. Yeah, no, likewise. No, likewise. But this one wasn't even because, I mean, the people I went with were also very adventurous eaters. The people I just shouted out. Um, but I don't know if they eat all the time as adventurously as I do because I think we pre- may, we may do so more than most people. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it sat in like this really nice sauce. I don't know if you could even classify it as a gravy. Um, but so that was one of the highlights. My other one was actually just some pork kidneys on toast. Oh, wow. They looked like really big lima beans. 
Because I've, I've had actually the most frequently I've had kidneys is either like in street tacos mm -hmm. or like in Vietnamese soup, like noodle soup or something. So to just kind of have it in like traditional British fashion, it was in like this really rich like red wine kind of a broken uh, rendered down sauce. And I don't even know if the sauce was what made it so good, but they are perfectly tender, really mild, really fatty. Um, we got plenty of other things, like we got some some herring with beets, uh, we got a whole Dungeness crab. I don't even know if it was Dungeness actually, but they took like the innards and made like a mayonnaise out of it. Oh, wow. That was fantastic that's as insane. well. Yeah, and that's I'll show... Very, that's also a very good idea. Yeah, I'll post the pic, because yeah, it often yeah, gets... Yeah, because I'm trying to think like a crab, you dip it in a mayonnaise sometimes. Yeah, and it said that on the menu, it said crab but with mayonnaise. I, but I eat the brains. Yeah, I love that <laughs> stuff too, and it often gets thrown out because a lot of people don't like it. Yeah. But you're okay. putting it in a way where it's very approachable, so I thought it was a very smart day. They also had amazing um, crab crackers that it came with. I think I took a picture, so that might come on the Instagram later. St. John, it's it's known for awful. Yeah, like nose to tail, like nose to tail. We had an amazing pork chop there as well. Um, all done really well. Had two bottles of wine. Our homie Earl Biggers kind of commented on your IG photo about lamb chops. Yeah, uh, and actually, I was just talking to uh, your roommate Mike about that as he just got back because um, he was too tired to join us the night we went because oh. he was there at the same time. <laughs> Um, yeah, it was called Tayab or Tayabs. Um, it's one of the institutions to go to in Whitechapel, London for like Punjabi food. So all kinds of meats. Uh, we got like a sampler plate, um, multiple different types of lamb, but they're known for the lamb chops. Came out on like a sizzling fajita type platter. And actually this was the same day as the St. John meal. <laughs> oh my gosh. So I don't <laughs> two, know how two, I- Two hitters in one day. Yeah, it was two hitters in one day. And that place was a BYOB kind of a place too. So oh, cool. we bought like 10, 22 ounce beers and brought them in. So we have this group text that we call uh, Halal Ways Plus. Yeah. Sponsor us. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so- <laughs> We ask our, every show now. Our like kind of like bat signal for needing help, we go like H-A-L-P yeah. for- in all caps. It was and, one of those days. Every... And then, and depending on how many A's, like yeah. it, it depicts uh, uh, depicts how how much help you need. And so, like Chava Dang is like <laughs> sending us all these helps, and like we're all at work. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm eight hours ahead of you guys. <laughs> we're getting all these helps in like the middle of the day. <laughs> <laughs> this place is beer is much cheaper there than it is here. Yeah. And um, as you can see, it leads to those types of results. You know, it's just part of life there. You get them when you're on the train, when you're walking around some, in some cases. So they're, uh, in the UK, it's open container. I think, you know, with an asterisk, like as long as you're not dumb with it. Yeah. Okay. Like they're a lot more lax with it here, of course. Well, I think most places in the world are more lax about it than here. So you had some fine dining. What about like the, like the street food? Oh, yeah. Um, it was a lot late, of... After bar, late night. Yeah, food. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, most commonly, it's like stuff on top of chips. Fries for American folks. Um, numerous <laughs> times, it was like uh, shawarma meat on top of some fries. Yeah. Always really cheap, always really good, and always open late. Um, that's one thing that I think I do miss now when I come back here a lot, that, man, if I lived there, I'd be having it way too much. Well, it's also like, I mean, I think specifically because we live in San Francisco, we just don't have a late night food scene. I mean, we have a small one. It's just not like... It's, it's not even worth mentioning. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there's the burrito vibe, which we'll actually get more into that kind of stuff later in the show. But I feel like, you know, for coming here, that's the go-to. There's other stuff on top of that. But yeah, over there, it's it's mainly like, you know, halal type foods. So yeah, wraps, shawarma, chicken, all that kind of stuff. So that saved me numerous times there. I even went to a spot in Brighton called Beef Fries, and it was just like a proper Belgian free place. Oh, okay, you posted yeah. that. Yeah, you can see that on the Instagram. We got like all the sauces. I was like, what is that pink sauce? It's so oh, cute. I don't even. There were so many of them. I don't even remember, but they were all. That was a beet one, you said. Yeah, that one was a little bit smoky, still really creamy. 
um, yeah, my friend Eddie, who we who took us there, we did a he, he lined up all the sauces to make a perfect sauce gradient. And uh, <laughs> now, if I get multiple sauces, my OCD is also going to always want to make a gradient. Now, <laughs> it works. It's a progression. Go from white to dark, yeah. And then I, repeat. If I have multiple options for sauces, I'm going to get them all. Yeah, shout out to Beef Fries in Brighton. Um, <laughs> I don't know if they even have any other locations, but really simple concept. All I do is proper frites, and uh, it worked, and it saved me. I think that was my first night there. So what, that, what made the frites so special? Was it like double fried? Um, I didn't know their exact process, but I know what constitutes a normal Belgian frite is if it is multiple fried multiple times. You know, it leaves it less soggy. The inside's fluffier and drier. And you get that amazing crust on the outside. If Americans were less patient or more patient, I think it should always be done that way. Because I've even had some thrice fried before, and it's really nice. Had some really good uh, Pakistani food in Manchester. There's like an infamous mile there called the Curry Mile, and it's just lined with all those kind of places. Pretty much you can't go wrong with any of the ones you went to. Um, I got a shrimp korma at one of them. Uh, the naan was fantastic. The chutneys were great. Uh, it was dumping rain, so like the perfect time to eat that kind of stuff. But yeah, overall, UK's got a great food scene, and I still do think it gets a bad rap over here. And uh, I'm glad that slowly it looks like that's going to be changing. I even brought some uh, I brought some uh, crisps back for us if we want to try some later. Uh, what is it? What is crisps so our listeners know? Crisps are potato chips to us American viewers. <laughs> since, you know, chips are fries <clears throat> and crisps are, uh, you know what Crisp, I mean. <laughs> crisps are chips. Yeah, yeah. So I, I brought two back. I actually bought them from a Jamie Oliver's diner at the airport. Oh my god! <laughs> he had like a diner with a grab and go. So I got like some sandwiches and some crisps, and uh, I figured I'd bring some back for us that to do. That reminds me, Chuck was recently in Europe, and where are my Haribo gummies, dude? You Those are. I saw them at the duty free when I was leaving the airport too. But, but yeah, he, shout out to he, shout he out to me, Chuck and Pam. He he said he got me so. Where where are my gummies? <laughs> yeah. Oh, Juan Reyes is bringing us some of the crisps. All right, they're called Terrells. Um, it's three women with, uh, I don't know, like a, not a bonnet. Beautiful bag design though. Very beautiful bag design. It's black and white. Um, there's only color on like the ribbon of the hats. And then one woman is probably me, my future me. <laughs> She's holding a big, like, I don't know what you call this. A wheel of cheese? A, a giant wheel of cheese. Yeah. What's the, what's this flavor called? So the one I'm holding in my hand is called mature cheddar and chive. <laughs> These are from Jamie Oliver's at Gatwick Airport. But they're not his chips, right? <laughs> no, he just... You know, the funny thing is, I was looking around for other places that sold them, and only his place sold them. All right, I'm going to open them, guys. I'll open, and the other flavor I'm holding, which I'll open while, while Dime Piece is opening hers, too, is uh, same brand. It's a dark green bag. This guy looking really happy at a menu holding a holding a beverage of some sort. And this, this flavor is called Sea Salt and Cider Vinegar. I'll open up this one as well. So they're um, they're basically like same texture as like a kettle chip. So I'm gonna try the mature cheddar and chive. All right, I'll go for one too. Proper kettle chip crunch. It's not greasy. Not greasy. Not heavy on flavor though. Yeah, but I like. Light. But it's fine, which is totally fine perfect with, with like a sandwich. I don't want my crisp or chip to be overwhelming when I have a sandwich. What I do like is the edges still have the skin on the outside. Yeah, let Flan Reyes try one as well. I'm just glad they held shape. I, that's why I was joking when I got here today. I was like, here, I brought you guys some crumbs. So I'm glad they held their shape. All right, I'm going to try the sea salt cider vinegar now. Mmm. Mmm, these are really good. <laughs> oh, man. Mmm. <laughs> Shout out to Terrell's. Maybe sponsor us, too, if you're listening from the UK. You get, you I like the cider vinegar. The guy in the bag very well does, too. Look how happy he looks. <laughs> or he looks very enthused. 
so not, yeah. I'm not mad at these chips at all. I'm glad they held their these crisps. The true test is to have Bobby try these because he's mm. he's he's the chip dude. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, shout out to Bobby. Hey, Bobby. Thanks for bringing these back, Jordan. Yeah, Me, just, David. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no crumb dime piece. I'm just glad they didn't turn into crumbs. <laughs> but yeah, so I had left on Thanksgiving, and uh, thankfully my family was down to have a makeup Thanksgiving with me when I got back. But uh, you went home for Thanksgiving, dime piece. Yes, I, it was my first time home in a couple of years for Thanksgiving. I, I go home all the time, but just not for Thanksgiving. So how'd it go this time? It was good. I was super excited because um, my mom remodeled our house and brand new kitchen. So it was amazing to cook in such a cool kitchen. This year, uh, a lot of family came over, uh, more than usual. So I'd say there was like 25-ish people there. My mom did the turkey. My little big brother did the second turkey. And Two turkeys. Out. That's a big That's a big. Yeah. Gathering. Shout out to Daniel. My brother is really into cooking and um, and especially sous vide. And so he deboned the turkey, separated the white and the dark meat, and then made a roulotte. Roulotte, yeah. And so he flattened out the meat, rolled it in rosemary, and then sous vide each of the meats. Ooh, nice. Separately. Um, I think he did the white meat for four hours and the dark meat for seven hours. Oh man. And then and it Low was and all. Slow. <laughs> and it was rolled up and then he fried it at the end oh, to give man. some color for the for the skin. Was there any crust on the So you got a good little crust a little, outside? A little crust, oh, yeah. Oh, nice. So when he sliced it, it was pink and just so juicy. It was very, very good. Nice. But because for me, Thanksgiving is very nostalgic and I, I like the traditional turkey way. Well, I guess if you had multiple, then you your other one was done that way? Yeah, yeah. So we did it the other way how we normally do it. Um, so you had like an experimental turkey and like a traditional turkey. Yes, yes. Um, it's good to have options. Jane did not make her green bean casserole this year. Uh, I got it for my makeup Thanksgiving, so I'm happy. <laughs> and there was like a like at least an almost a half inch layer of onions on it. <laughs> So she was only allowed to bring Martinelli. <laughs> <laughs> still, a, still a needed beverage. I, I did the the bone marrow mash, and I still I, need to try that. I made a pate show and um, and a couple desserts. Nice. And so, the reason why I wanted to oh I didn't I, I was planning on shouting out to my aunt Hannah, but I decided not to. Um, so Aunt Hannah is probably the best cook in our family, best Vietnamese cook in our family. Okay. And, um, you know, everyone knows that I've been doing, like, I've been experimenting with Enchoy Bep a lot more and um, doing these pop-ups in SF. And so they were like, Anne, you're going to cook some Vietnamese food for us, right? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll make it. Making too much noise there over there, Jamin. I couldn't help it. Too good. They're too good. These Tyrells are too good. Sorry, go on. <laughs> and so... Aunt Hannah was like watching me make the the, the PCs, pate chaud, and she's like, that's not how you do it. Blah, 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 blah. Spicy. So yeah, I talked to my mom privately about it. And <laughs> That's she, serious, huh? Well, yeah, because it's family. Yeah. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. <laughs> and I was like, mom, why is she being like this? And she was just like, well, you know how she is. She's got to be the best, and now you're a threat. <laughs> so whatever. It was, it was a, still a good family visit. My brother and I made pho, and then, um, you know, the tradition. From scratch. From scratch. Takes a long time, right? Yeah, yeah. That is going to transition into the Instant Pot. <laughs> oh no, here we go. So I used the Instant Pot yesterday for the first time and that shit is a piece of garbage. <laughs> Dime piece said it here first. <clears throat> it for sure will never have a home on my shelf. Mm. Um, so my I stayed over at JW's house. Um, Shout out to JW. Hey JW, the other day he was like, let's let's uh, let's make chicken pho out of the Instant Pot. 
And I remember seeing posts on Facebook like, oh, you can make 20 minute pho and blah, 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 and all this stuff. And, and I usually just kind of ignore those posts because I don't really care. But uh, JW is like, well, you know, let's just try it. So I followed the recipe and, and it, God, I'm, I'm like angry. Yeah. <laughs> so on the recipe, it, it has you use the pot for every step. So like, for example, to toast the, the spices, you toast it in there and you take it out. And then to char the onions, you, t- you char it in there and you take it out. So it's like, it's not 20 minutes. Yeah. It's bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) So like all of those things could be done separately on a pan to save time. And then when you do the actual pressure cooking part, it says 10 minutes. So then, you know, we've turned it on. And uh, what I thought was 10 minutes because there's no noise that says, hey, 10 minutes are over. You got a smartphone. Yeah. Or a a normal phone would do the same. We were just like, you know, hanging out. And so I I went back and I was like, oh, it's been 10 minutes. And it didn't even start yet. So they don't blatantly say, oh, you have to like build up the pressure first. (laughs) And then pressure cook for 10 minutes. And then so we did all of that. And at the end, I was like, this doesn't taste like fun. This is... Mm. Chicken soup. It's chicken broth. Chicken broth. I mean, I, I will admit that the meat was fall off the bone, but it didn't have the flavor that I was expecting. Mm. So I ended up finishing finishing it like how I normally make pho. Slow and low. Like I said, is my religion. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it still tasted great at the end, but that's because I cooked pho normally, not with an Instant Pot. Mm. And so... I, I can't say for other recipes, um, but I think, you know, if you're trying to make a stock, there's you can't mimic that flavor using an Instant Pot. Mm. And then, so that's, it goes back to what I've always said, like, if you really want a quick bowl of pho, we have Postmates, we have caviar. From places that have been making it low and slow all day. Yeah, yeah. and, you know, and, and it's not like it, it was super fast to get it a, a bowl of pho. It, mm. it would have been faster if you just had it Postmated to you mm. for legit pho. Yeah. And it might be just me being snobby. I don't know. Or, And w- what baffles me is like, I see all these posts online and are like, oh, it's so delicious. I'm like, are your taste buds burnt? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> well, I haven't. I don't think I can say I've had enough from an instant pot to say whether I like it or not. So uh, I guess I'll have to find out for myself as well. But are you going to buy th- one? No, I'm not going to buy one. <laughs> don't I mean, buy one. No, I'm not, Save your yeah. It's giant. It takes up so much space on your counter. We're in San Francisco. We have limited spacing here. That's true. So if any of the listeners, if you've had any experience with Instant Pot, or if you're an advocate or not an advocate, let us know. You if, know how Dine Peace feels. If you listen feels. to this show, you probably should not have one. Let us know. You like know how Dine Peace feels. And we also know who our, I know who our listeners are now. <laughs> <laughs> so you can get x now time for the juicy bit this is where we talk about food news that's going on that you and your stomach needs to know about what do we got this week dime piece all right so the first article is from the la times shout out to la my hometown tinder bios that contain food get more matches study reports which is funny because the article calls out this is a zeus study i don't know anyone that's been on zeus yeah their branding is terrible but i think they're kind of the number one of the dating I don't, sure I, I don't know i have a friend that works there but oh sorry to your friend that works there. i mean a job's a job <laughs> so what do they list as the number one thing to put in your bio guacamole <laughs> that's a no-brainer who doesn't like guac if you don't like guac you are not my friend yeah what, what else does it list see the usual suspects is potatoes because it associates with french fries and then chocolate no shocker these are all boring man for me like you got to put something like fun like fried chicken or gyros or burritos. <laughs> Someone put so they also said like salad is the runner up. And 
so boring. If a guy's gonna swipe, I don't know. Do you swipe on Zeus? I don't know. I don't. I don't. The proper, I don't the yeah, I don't know the method of message or I only, communication on there. Okay, so let's say it's swiping. Swiping. I'm not. Let's I, say it's Tinder, like the article claims. Swiping. If you're gonna swipe on me because of a salad, then is it, you're gonna feed me yeah, salads all the time. Yeah, I don't these, want that. I want yeah, you these, to feed me fried chicken. Yeah. See, that's why I'm like, this article sucks because if you're not into any of those more fun foods, it's just not gonna work out. None of these are gonna tell me anything about you. See, like something like this, like I want to know right away if you're gonna be down to eat fried chicken with me. Yeah, for sure. I got duped. Yeah, or like, yeah, you gotta be down for the cause. <laughs> because the last person was down to eat all this stuff with me and then reared true self like six months later wanting salads every night. I was like, that's not okay. <laughs> like, it's no, okay. no, I got duped. Yeah. I got swindled. Oh, man. I thought I was gonna have a fried chicken partner. Oh. Yeah, you got duped. That sounds depressing. <laughs> but I guess if the dates go well, that kind of leads to our second topic of this bit. So in Paris, there's a nude restaurant now. Oh, man. If the food swiping thing works out. Yeah, you. this is date two, and then maybe? You and you find out that you are into the same food. You can do it naked. <laughs> same foods, eat them in the nudes. <laughs> oh, my God. So I guess this looks like this is not a new thing. It is a nude thing, but it's not a new thing. <laughs> This, this restaurant? How, what's the, I always want to know what's the price point. Yeah. It says <laughs> Paris just got its first nudist restaurant. This one's from Eater. France's nudist community now has its very own Parisian restaurant where they can eat comfortably in the buff. The establishment aptly named Au Naturel. It looks fancy as fuck. Debuted <laughs> on November 2nd in the residential 12th arrondissement. Wow. Yeah, I don't know how I'd feel about that. Twin brothers started this restaurant. The more you eat, the less pleasurable this experience would be because you're unsightly <laughs> to look at. I mean, okay, so you're either married for a long time or you're, you're trying to impress someone on a date. Like, yeah. you know, if I'm trying to, if I'm meeting someone the first, I'm like sucking in whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you know, trying to appear thinner than I really am. And you can't do that when you're eating nude. <laughs> like, that's not cute. That's not a good look. No, not at all. But I mean, if I mean, if there's enough interest in it, I could see why they would do it. Like, I mean, we're in the we're in the generation these days where we're into all these different experiences and all these. I don't know about this is for the grammar. This this is not for the gram though. So I don't know why people would go. That's the funny thing about our generation is if you can't do it on Instagram, why would you go? This is napkins are available for those who are feeling shy, <laughs> or maybe not so shy. <laughs> <laughs> or I guess if on Instagram you use the uh, the blur filter, then you can go and you can go and brag about it. <laughs> Well, a three-course meal is available for 49 euros. Uh, that's, it depends what those three courses are, but that's not too, too bad. Oh, my God. There's one picture, and it just shows, like, two nude dudes with napkins over their laps. Oh, I'm <laughs> glad I didn't find I'm scrolling through the article, too. I'm glad I didn't find it. Well, I know, at least for our third juicy bit, one thing that you'd have to find... So if you found someone down to eat nude with you, one thing you'd have to be would be burritos. <laughs> oh, yeah. So this is to recap on... Um, what? A couple shows ago. A couple shows ago about Taco Bell possibly adding french fries it to was the a repertoire. Myth. It was a myth. It was a yeah. rumor. Shout out to Mark Hoppus of Blink-182 for... Uh, you listening, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> tweeting about this and then Taco Bell, like kind of slyly replied with a possibility. Good, uh, good marketing on their end. For sure, for sure. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess maybe the listeners of, Mar of Blink-182 still eat at Taco Bell. I yeah. don't know. Or they, they do eat there. 
Um, but yeah, they're gonna Taco Bell's gonna test a California burrito. Yeah, so it looks like uh, so this article is from Vice, Munchies on Vice, and uh, yeah, it looks like they're already testing it. They're only one ninety nine a pop, which means they must be tiny. So I I remember one of the questions were was it gonna be a skinny fry, a, a crinkle cut fry? It looks like like a, yeah, like a fast food fry. A fast food fry and not crinkle cut. I mean, I'm a very big fan of California burritos, and the ones that do use just normal fast food fries, they don't they don't hold as high as ranking for me. But I guess for a fast food place doing it, that's what you have to expect. I hate it when Taco Bell does this stuff because, like, obviously I'm going to try it. Yeah. It's never lived to its expectation, and it just makes me pissed off because I'm like, man, I could have just got my regular, which is a Mexican pizza and a Baja Chalupa. Yeah, and now you wasted your carbs on a mediocre exactly. gimmick. And it's like, I'm too full now. I mean, because I'm not going to waste it. I'm going to eat it. I'm just not happy about it and then i didn't get to eat what i normally eat and it's like it's pretty rare that i get to go to taco bell <laughs> yeah i mean yeah we don't have too many out here in the city yeah they're, they slowly are getting demolished um but yeah i guess it's a uh, happening it's gonna uh let's see well i guess whenever it does we're gonna have to make this field trip right and so it looks like it's going to um be released late december they already tested at a couple locations in west virginia <laughs> wow i wonder why west virginia <laughs> All right, you guys know what time it is. The most controversial bit on this podcast. It's called Saucing on You. We name three food items, and you have to pick one to never have again. We've got a special guest on for this edition. Yeah, so we have Julie Draglin, a.k.a. Jilled, right? Um, also, my personal burrito expert. Thanks for burrito influencer. Thanks for, thanks for being here. Thanks for being here. That's quite a title. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Do you want to be called Burrito Influencer on today's episode? Yeah, B.I. B.I. is cool. Okay, B.I. 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 Why are you Burrito Influencer, Julie? Well, I, I love burritos. I eat a lot of burritos. Sometimes as many, well, I would say like an average of five a week, maybe oh, six wow. a week. But at one point at my office, we did a, a burrito challenge, um, which... I'm intrigued. For a week, <laughs> everyone had to eat only burritos. Everyone that participated had to eat only burritos. How, how do you prove that? So you take a photo of yourself with a burrito, with each burrito. Do you um, have to like prog- progress the bites too? Because you could just have prop burritos and like take, a, or, or did you get into it that much? There was, there was some trust involved. Oh, uh, okay. Like, you know. like oh, you're on your honor to, okay. And actually our legal team reviewed the, <laughs> <laughs> which I wish they had done a different job than they than they did do because I didn't win. Oh. Which was unfortunate. I, I finished, but I didn't win. Yeah, I remember. That, that still sounds upset. like an accomplishment in itself for a challenge like that. Yeah. It was, it was, I, I mean, I didn't have a bad time. I had a pretty good time. <laughs> but one kid did like four a day. Oh, wow. And I, I don't two. even eat four meals a day. Yeah, I don't. I eat two meals a day. Yeah, yeah same here. Okay. As much insane. as I love food. Breakfast is not for champions. No. <laughs> it's overrated. It's a sad cup of coffee. That's usually what it is. <laughs> well, it's very appropriate that we've got you here then. That's quite an event. Yeah, like Julie was so dedicated to this. Like on day one, I was like, let's hang out. I, I think I made dinner that night and um, Julie was like, I'll, I'm going to come over and hang out, but I'm going to bring my burrito. And I was like, all right. So we ate like separate dinners together. <laughs> it was still beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Who, I, don't, I, I remember when you told me who won, I was obviously upset because I wanted you to win. But like what what made him win? So he was just doing, he was going harder than everybody else. He was, he was doing four a day. Like you would bring in two. Also... Like he would, he would can, people bet on, can people bet on this? I mean, we're considering adding outsider betting <laughs> this time around. I'm not a better, but I'm intrigued. <laughs> like, do we have to like call a bookie? <laughs> we could we could actually organize it. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I mean, people loved it. I still have people 
like that was two years ago. It might have been three years ago now. And I saw people were like, oh, I saw you with the burritos. It's like, yeah, that's because I posted three selfies a day or two selfies a day <laughs> with, with burritos. the burritos. Could be why. So when is this uh, supposed challenge going to happen again? I'm trying to influence them to have it <laughs> <laughs> to have it not before Word a vacation the day is. for me. Like, yeah. I just don't want to have to wear a bathing suit right after. And I guess it's good warm up for that that you're here then because uh, today's sauce on you has to do with potential fillings. So are you guys ready? Mm-hmm. Yes. The three items today are carne asada, al pastor, and carnitas. And before we go in, I'm going to say I love all three. This will be a very tough one. I mean, I feel good, but I'm going to break some hearts right now, possibly. I don't eat meat in my burritos. Oh. Yeah. That's, that's a plot twist. I do know that. Yeah. Oh, that's a plot twist. Yeah. it's I, I go tofu at times, which okay. I, I'm not like a big tofu enthusiast, but... Okay. Or vegetarian. Okay. Always guacamole. I always... I see for everything, because why not? Yep. What about what about sour cream though? Are you are you a big sour cream? Okay. Absolutely, one hundred percent. But just if I eat meat in a burrito, I'll, I'll need to go to sleep afterwards. Oh, okay. So it just makes it a lot less painful than it would have been. If it's been like no avocado, I would have left. Oh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like carnitas the most. Then you have to pick the one you like the second most, and then you've done the challenge. <laughs> okay, the other two were al pastor and? Uh, carne asada. Carne asada. I like carne asada better than like al pastor. So al pastor is out. Okay, there you go. From the burrito influencer herself. <laughs> the B.I. The B.I. All right. I did I did know that about you, and I forgot. You want, because you don't want to believe it. <laughs> I mean, it, 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 cut, it makes the challenge less challenging, I guess. I get, yeah, I mean, I'm not against vegetarian things by any means. I love but, a good veggie burrito. But I prefer meat <laughs> at all times. I know, and I appreciate that about you. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not a vegetarian. I just you're don't not, like meat in my not. burrito. Yeah, mm. you just don't like the meat. In how, how do you feel about uh, how do you feel about California bur- or other topics? Oh, I hate potatoes in my burrito. Oh, oh. <sighs> That also could be seen as a controversial take. It's an abomination. Well, I'm quite a fan, but I guess I don't. Live, I, I guess I don't live up to the brutal influencer standards. I I like it, but I don't need it. Mm. The, the fries. Yeah, and I like, and I don't like fry. I don't really like fries soggy. So the times I've had it, I'd actually pull the fries out and like, eat them beforehand. Yeah, because it's kind of like been dipped, I guess. Mm. So it's still crispy, but it has like burrito juices Sauce on it. In there. Yeah. <laughs> burrito juices. Okay, so I guess before we deviate on other fillings too much, how do you feel about this week's edition? Diabetes? I mean, I've talked about it before. Carnitas is my less, least favorite. Mm. Um, I never get it, except for that one time outside of the, the Luchadores, uh, Macho Mexico City. But I would say Carnitas is going to go. Okay. Uh, I do love all three as well. Um, when I'm thinking burrito, though, I'm very pork forward. It's like, <laughs> it's... I don't know the the grease that it gives off, or I feel like it meshes with the tortilla more. Um, I'm into any kind of other fillings, rice, fries, beans, and sometimes even all three. I, I screw. I love all the carbs. Um, so with that said, this might also be controversial, but I'm dropping carne asada just because I love beef, I love steak, but I don't always want it in a burrito. I'd even even like when tacos. I don't know. I just would prefer it on its own because there's so many other things I think you could do to it. Whereas with the pork things that we mentioned before, I think they're more designed to go with like a tortilla. Just the way I feel sometimes when I'm ordering. And I and I think it also, for, for me, I know like early 20s or teen and Mary, 
definitely carne asada. Little, little dime piece? Little, <laughs> little dime piece. Definitely <laughs> carne asada all the way. Yeah. But as I've gotten older, I've, you know, explored other meats that I didn't eat when I yeah. was younger. I mean, like other options we didn't go over, like lengua. Amazing. Yeah, so me, I actually, my favorite is al pastor and lengua, and I yeah. put those two together. Yeah, and, and we're going to texture and consistency. I think when you get al pastor done a certain way, its texture comes kind of be like, kind of becomes a lot like a carne asada, mm-hmm. but with way more flavor. Yeah. So that's why I think I think we can say that al pastor for at least us two is a definite stay. Yeah, for sure. Um, stay. But no, I love the texture of carnitas because when you have a really well done one, like you get some crispy bits. Um, I like where the grease comes out. And I guess maybe sometimes too often the carne asada is always too well done when I'm getting it. That's another reason why I'm dropping that's true, it. Yeah. It's always it's often too overdone. So yeah, yeah there'd be I an exception. I hardly ever order carne asada when I eat it at a Mexican joint. Yeah. Now. Carne asada fries are a different story. Yeah. When it's just out <laughs> on the platter, that's I'll always go for those. That's a different beast. Yeah, that's a very different beast. Can you give a quick burrito ranking breakdown? Um, I absolutely can. Thank you for asking. I, <laughs> uh, my favorite burrito is El Farlito, right? Okay. I um, have been there. Yes. and But I, I used to take like two down a weekend. Those are hard to do in the middle of the day. Mm-hmm. And they're really honestly hard to do sober. Mm, I agree. Actually, that could be said with I, most burritos. I've only mm. had it, you know, after... DJ a pop bar, but then I've eaten the other half the next day. I've never taken home half a burrito because I finished them. Ooh. Always. Yeah. That's true. That's a true professional right there. Yeah. Pro. That's pro. Yeah. It's very, it's very serious. It's very I'm ma- jealous. You made major leagues. Yeah. I, my roommate used to take half home and then the next day she'd have half one. I'd be so jealous. Man, like 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 our friend Sean of Good Company Radio says, that's mage. It's very ma- that's very, <laughs> very mage. mage. <laughs> that's so mage. My second favorite is papalote just because I really like the sauce. Yeah, papalote. Shout out to Miguel and the papalote team. Like, your salsa is I can drink it. It's so good. It's so good. There are some sauces you can drink, so I see what you mean. So any sauce that's drinkable is a good sauce in my book. It's true. You shoot it, but you don't even need to shoot it. You sip it. Sipping sauce. On the rocks? On the rocks? (laughs) (laughs) Papalote sauce. Papalote sauce neat. Or neat. Okay. (laughs) Neat's the way to go. No no rocks. Oh, man. And third, it's it's like the first and second are close, right? Third, I would say like Cancun. Ooh. Oh, yeah. So this is a very, well, besides Papalote, it's already a very mission-heavy Yeah, I mean, ranking. that's where all the spots I are. I no longer live on this side of the bay, which is, you know, I've spent most of my time eating burritos over here, so I have to find, I haven't found a spot. Ooh, let's, let's just, I'm East Bay as well, so okay. we might need to, we might need to discuss that later on today. For next, for future shows, <laughs> I need to know. Yeah, you need to, have you Going just been hungry. eating burritos over here? No, I, I live across from a place called Zolo. Okay, um, and it's all right, but like actually, not I know really, what you're talking it's about. It's not that all right. It's not like I don't. I, I like their tacos, but I'm not here for tacos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the burrito influencer, <laughs> not the taco <laughs> influencer. <laughs> talk to somebody. <laughs> talk, find a ta- find yourself a taco influencer. <laughs> Thank you again, Julie, for for coming out. Thank you. Great having you. And uh, yeah, let us know what you think in the comments of any of the outlets we post this show. We'd love to hear which one you're getting rid of. And Guy Jordan and Julie on burrito spots in, in the East Bay. In the East Bay. Yeah, yeah. Let us know where I've got go. a couple, but I'm always down to learn some more. So thanks. So Jordan, I noticed that you, um, own, are, are you still a fake, a fotarian or is that? I've accepted the fact that. Um, you failed at it? No, not, no, <laughs> not failed. No. Solo, I still will be because I don't have to impress anybody. I'm just doing it for myself. So like our guest, I eat, I'll eat a veggie burrito here and there. I had veggie ramen for lunch today. I had a, I had a veggie sandwich yesterday as well too. So. Okay, okay. 
I'm doing okay. My, I'm only saving eating meat for occasional runs with people because I'd rather try something good when I'm like in a social setting. So that's the rule I've set up for myself, and I think I've been able to follow it pretty well so far. I mean, like in the UK, I eat everything because you're on you're on holiday. You're, you're, so you you're gotta, on holiday. <laughs> yeah, so you got to do you got to try it all. But now now that I'm back home, pretty much if you don't see me, I'll be eating veggies. But if you're if you see me, I'll eat meat. <laughs> Um, so do you have anything coming up that you're super excited about um, as, as far as food goes? Uh, as far as food goes, nothing jumps out crazy on the calendar, but there is something next Saturday that I think you, or this upcoming Saturday that you and I will be going to. Yeah, it's going to be a Post Provolone one year in San Francisco, or in the Bay Area, Yeah, right? shout out to our friend Post Provolone. We'll tag his real name in the post <laughs> later on. But uh, yeah, he's having kind of like, he's having us over for a little late, late Friendsgiving thing. Um, I'm super excited. So uh, Post Provolone makes all these pastas that I haven't tried. Have you tried any of his pastas? I have had some. I'll let you try them for yourself. All right, all right. Yeah, super excited for that. Um, so I said I was going to bring a pecan pie and a chicken pot pie. Because referencing our earlier shows. Yeah, so uh, Post Promolo responded with, you really like me. <laughs> I'm like, that's true, because I'm bringing pecan pie. Pecans are expensive as hell. Yeah, that's all I've got. You got anything else, Dime Peace? So this Sunday, I'm super excited. I'm going to get the opportunity to cook along with Chef uh, Chief David Bam. Any relation? Um, no, we're not related at all. I mean, maybe. I don't know. Our Somewhere family, down the line. We're, we're both fans. I'm sure we're <laughs> related somewhere. Who knows? <laughs> like, what up, cuz? <laughs> what, up? what up, what up, fam? <laughs> um, so he d- he has a pop-up in the Bay Area. Um, it's called uh, An, which is uh, basically uh, translates to eat. Um, a Vietnamese dining experience, and I think he usually does it through Feastly. Um, but it like usually, a lot of the homies do. Yeah, it happens. I feel like it happens maybe every couple times of the month, and it, it switches uh, from San Francisco and East Bay. Oh, nice! I can't wait to hear about this. Um, so yeah, I've never met the guy before. Uh, we just became friends on like social medias, and fine um, work date. <laughs> so he uh, he posted something about needing helpers, oh. and so I responded, and he friended me, and we chatted a little bit, and. Um, and I told him I was like, yeah, I've been meaning to check it out. And he was, and then he's like, he told me your food looks legit, and oh, I got like nice. kind of starstruck a little bit. <laughs> starstruck because he's also um, on this current season uh, of Top Chef. Oh, let's see how he does. I know, I know it already happened. You can't talk about it, but yeah, I wonder. I how mean, he does. I don't, I don't. We're not friends. So I don't know anything. But I think he can't talk to talk yeah, about no, it you, anyway. I know when you're on those kind of shows, you have to sign some kind of like, like agreement. A non-disclosure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and I haven't watched Top Chef in a number of years, so maybe I'll have to start watching again. Uh, I mean, definitely I'm going to watch this season. You've know. you got that attachment now. Yeah. yeah. Always res- uh, support the homies and, and represent the Bay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, super excited for that. Um, hope I can maybe learn something. Yeah, you probably will. Yeah. I can't wait to hear your recap on it. Uh, probably I next show. I honestly don't know if it's sold out. So if it's not sold out, check it out. Oh, now. Bye now. Bye yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking about bye now, I guess we'll say bye now then. <laughs> Thank you for listening always we appreciate all yeah. the support love um, you guys love you guys follow us on our ig sit down be hungry soundcloud itunes hit like and subscribe i couldn't have said it better myself thanks guys all right later <laughs> like a chimichanga